up, everyone? It's Zach from App Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with another video. Today's episode, we got the boss on, Aaron, Slapstocks Aaron. He's going to run down what soccer, the soccer card market was like at Dallas and what people were chasing and uh, what yeah. he sees going forward. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Good to be here again on the Slapstocks FC. Have, hasn't, haven't done one of these like interviews on here for forever. Now I'm the one on the other side of it. So it's kind yeah. of <laughs> Oh, before we get going, actually, uh, I want to share because this is our, our soccer podcast. Of course, we have two soccer breaks that have yet to be filled yet for this week on Tuesday. One is Prism EPL Hobby. Uh, two is Pre Prism EPL Cereal Boxes. Uh, I think there's eight spots left in Hobby as of right now, and then 12 left in the Cereal Box break. So if you all want to get on get in on our uh, first Prism EPL break, go ahead and go to slabsex.com slash shop. All right, now let's jump into it. Um, Dallas Card Show. First off, more soccer I saw there than any other card show in my life that I've been to, which was to be expected, though. I mean, yeah. the market's exploded in the last year and a half. Chicago 2019 Dallas or in uh, National, there's not much at all there. I was buying 2018 Topps Chrome boxes for $50 a pop there. Um, which are now eight hundred dollars a box. So I was, I was ripping those. I got Sancho and Felix rookie out of that. But um, yeah, I mean, you could tell that that the general feeling of soccer was hot there. But it was it was like your Mbappe, Holland, Ronaldo, and Messi. Um, a couple of guys there had some other stuff like Ogo sports cards had um, some Raheem Sterling, some De Bruyne, some uh, Lukaku, and stuff like that. But um. A lot of what you saw was the Mbappe and the and the mess or Mbappe and the Holland, but it wasn't only in like soccer only cases. You know, it was yeah. dudes that predominantly had basketball, and then also had Mbappe and Holland in their case. Also, that was going to take me like to my question. So it was more like like guys like you who are more like basketball card guy, but like you see they see the opportunity in soccer. They're coming in. Yeah, I mean. I would say most of the soccer there was concentrated a few booths that were like soccer diehards, but like there was a fair amount of, of people that wanted to get into soccer and just obviously by the top young prospects. Um, and then, and then go from there. Um, there were a couple, like the guy I got my, my Lewandowski patch auto from, he had some amazing stuff, lots of flawless autos, um, lots of messy rookies, um, like guys, guys like that. And, not just guys. I mean, there are females there too. Actually, more females that I've seen at any That's other two in my life, which is cool to see. Um, he he had he had a lot of other players too. He had some Pele autos and stuff. But I would say very concentrated on the top, the top dudes, Mbappe and Holland. And then from there, there's there's you know Baxter, good pull, had a lot of a uh, 2014 Prism, Messi, Ronaldo stuff. So I'll be interested to see. I think that the more that we progress, oh, actually, one more thing that was really key was I asked people if they had soccer that they were selling and they told me no, but not only no, they told me they didn't bring it with them. That's a pretty big key there. I don't think that a lot of people, even if they had soccer, wanted to bring it to sell it. So that's, that's really interesting. I think that means people are looking ahead towards the summer and they're thinking they want to hold till then. Cause they think now then is going to be opportunity with the euros, UCL finals, all of that. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the show schedule, May and then June potentially for Dallas, that's way more in like the hot selling window probably than early March. Yeah, so I would not be surprised if those some of those people that didn't bring soccer in March or bring it in May, bring it in June, and then national in August and of July will probably be psychotic um, for it. And 
you know, myself at the show, I'm planning on definitely getting a lot of soccer cards into there, hopefully either through myself, maybe, or through others. Um, you know, we want to, we want to be that go-to spot for soccer, obviously. And that's why we're doing slabs XFC and everything. Yeah. It's definitely growing because you see these people that are like buying soccer now, like these basketball card guys, like, like you and stuff, they weren't necessarily in it a year ago or if they were like, or even like six months ago, like in August, they might've been, but that's just cause like, it was very, it was a very like inflated hype market at that point. Cause you had the low undergraded sets, like the 14 prism right. and all that. But I think like people like the education level is increasing and it's like reactions to in-game performances. Like we saw the Holland and Mbappe big spikes right. and the action really come in after their champions league Patrick and brace respectively for them. Right. And if you think about it, like the overall market is so much hotter right now than it was in August. The only thing that's not as hot is the PSA 10 base, but that's because there's like 10 times the amount graded now. Yeah. The overall market is way bigger now in soccer than it was in August. And that's what we were preaching when I started Slapstacks FC was that sure there's gonna be a couple of cards that probably rise too fast off of this. There's gonna be probably some less least amount or not as much profit margin to make potentially, but if you play the cards right, you know, it'll work out really well. And I think it has so far for anyone that listened that didn't buy into the peak of an undergraded card. That is the word. And I just want to echo that again. I've said it on multiple different podcasts and shows. You never want to buy into an undergraded set. You want to buy into like naturally low pop sets or ones that are really hard to grade. You know? And I'm not saying that that the Ronaldo and Messi now are bad buys because I think that they're really tough grades actually. And I think now the set is graded as it should have been, you know, like a thousand PSA 10 pop or whatever, yeah, yeah. like a hundred. Um, but that's still a tough grade. Those 2014 cards are beat up. Like, there's going to be a lot that cannot get tens. And I don't think that the pop's going to rise much from here. I think it's going to be pretty steady flat growth potentially. Yeah. And those are going up a little bit too, but it's like, it's also more, a little bit more of like diversified cards. It's not just prism anymore. Like, Tops Chrome was is starting to finally get its due in part due to like Holland and Mbappe. Yeah. And then you have Sapphire coming in, which helps the Tops Chrome market too. Oh, Saf Sapphire, I think it is one of the if that set didn't come out, I don't know if we'd be sitting where we are right now with soccer with the Holland rookie logo, the Fati rookie logo, the exclusive box. I mean, we've seen those boxes go from 350 to 800 to 1400 to 2000. And 1400 to 2000 in the matter of four to five days. I was just talking to you about that. On Tuesday, yeah. the boxes were 1400 when we sold our last break. Now they're over up to about $2,000. And the, the Holland PSA 10s are going over 4000 PSA 9s are 1600 now. Um, I'd say you've got a pretty good chance to hit a Fati or a Holland. Um, we've probably averaged about one or a little less than one of either of the two per box. Not like both of them, but one or the other um out of like 20 plus boxes we've opened um so it the box and i talked to you about that also last remember when we were talking about how much the boxes are valued at and how if you look at other boxes like 2019 prism the yeah where like you know with zion like his silver psa 10 is equal to the box value about you know or a little bit higher um holland's psa 10 is you know 4.5k almost and the box is still only two thousand dollars and you have a way better shot to hit holland than you do zion silver out of prison you think you think that's like coming as a knockdown effect because like we had the video with baxter where we're talking about the 2006 world cup boxes and the expected value like market value of the box and all that and then those have seen obviously tremendous growth and so people are looking for oh the next 
the next guys up, like the next guys to carry the mantle of the sport are Holland and Mbappe. So then they go and people are like saying right now, oh, we really like the Sapphire for Holland's rookie card. So the wax is coming out and they see that there's still the value and discrepancy there. And that's why it's causing that like big jump we've seen this past week, these past two weeks. Yeah, and if you think about it, in the last week, the Holland's been a little over 4000 the entire week, but that box just went up $600. So I think that is a little, like, you know, lag between the card versus the box. I think people probably just think first off to look at the PSA 10 of the top player and buy it, and then they think about the wax a week later, potentially. Um, but, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on. Has that? Have you seen that same rise, like, occur in the 2017 top Chrome? Uh, um, I would say that those went from 1900 or even actually, yeah, very similar. 1500 to $1,600 box, maybe a week and a half ago. Now it's like 2.4 K. That's really interesting to look at. That really, it really tells you how confident people are in Holland and Mbappe in their careers. And it like, we all know Messi and Ronaldo are unfortunately entering the waning years of their career. I mean, it was laid bare in the champions league when like, Juventus feebly went out to Porto. And, I mean, Messi, I think, had a decent tie against PSG. But, I mean, PSG PSG killed them. And they're aging, obviously. And, like, soccer is a sport that likes having, like, two guys or two top teams at the top that they can build narratives off of. And fans really have come to expect that now because of Messi and Ronaldo. And they're looking it, – it's really showing how much, like, confidence there is that Messi, uh, Mbappe and Holland are those guys now, like, going forward. Within the next decade, like, they're going to be it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you think about, like, how much um, the first type of set matters for certain things. And, like, 2017 tops, Chrome, when you have the Messi-Ronaldo, which, while they are, like – you know, 14-year cards or whatever. <laughs> no one cares about that when it comes to, like, the longevity of a set. You know, it's the first Topps Crow Messi card, Champions League, and then you got the Sapphire that comes out. Um, and then you kind of see, like, the passing of the torch now into Holland and Fati in that set versus the two, 2017 Topps Crow UCL set with Mbappe. Like, to me, like, those are the two biggest sets. Um, Topps Crow Champions League 2017 and then Sapphire. Bundesliga is definitely a big set for Holland and Reyna, but um, I just don't feel like it has that – like really like that uh I don't know, just like that big sticking point to it where it's like yeah. the first UCL set or the first Sapphire set. Like that really helps in my mind. I mean it actually surprises me that Bundesliga boxes are like thirty four hundred dollars compared to twenty four hundred for two thousand seventeen tops from UCL. I don't know if that's just because the Holland cards are so expensive right now, which is probably why, but even if comparing the two thousand seventeen tops Chrome UCL and Bappe based PSA ten to the Bundesliga, it's like a little over half the price than Mbappe than than the Holland and there's similar pop reports and the Mbappe came up four years ago. Yeah. So and there's more there's more value in the 17 tops Chrome box. Too. Yeah, you have Messi Ronaldo in there too. And you, know? you have like Quays like they're not like true rookies, but you have like Quasi rookies for like Pulisic and uh Rashford, yeah. like Trent Alexander Arnold, his cards sell from that set. Rashford's not in that set, but Alexander. Oh, you're right. You're that's. I'm, I'm thinking that was messing up. <laughs> but yeah, like the postage cards, people really like getting from that set. Yeah, I I had the orange out of 25 BGS 10. I bought it raw for 100 bucks. At, or no, 30 dollars. 
$30 raw orange out of 25 and then I got a BGS 10, sold it for like a thousand and a half. That's probably like, I don't know, 3K now or something. At least. Well, yeah. his, his stuff might be down a little bit though right now because Chelsea, he's yeah, not playing much. His autographs still sell really well though. People really eat up the autos of him, which makes sense. I mean, there's not many autograph soccer cards. Yeah, that I actually wanted to ask about that because you just bought the the Noir Lewandowski on-card auto and you were talking yeah. about earlier, you were seeing the flawless like on-card autographs. Like, how, Do you think like we've seen the market, huge market growth for like Kobe on-card autographs and Jordan M-card autographs all that it's not it's not at the same level for soccer but th that stuff is selling do you think it, oh. it gets to that point easily i think i talked about before i think messi ronaldo on card autos are going to be the some of the biggest things in soccer cards um, obviously the rookie cards are huge but there's just not that many on card autos to go around and we haven't seen an on card auto of the two of them released in two and a half years yeah uh, since 2018 right 20, yeah, 2018 was the last year that an on-card auto release of them, I think. Um, that's insane. Like, that is not normal. And yeah. there's a lot of difficulties with the international signees and getting them on card. And then even more so, obviously, COVID putting a wrench into that, too. Um, you have an on-card auto of those guys, and I would not sell it. I would not sell it. Um, you see how much the... Not even, you know, it's not, it doesn't even have to be a rookie, obviously, because Kobe didn't have autographs as a rookie certified through the packs. But, you know, hot, you know, like really high end, flawless on card patch autos of him, you know, can go up over five figures. Definitely. There's going to be a time when it's going to be the same exact thing, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, potentially $40,000 for some of those on card low number patch autos of Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, I, I have no doubt in my mind. And here's the other thing. We don't know how much those guys are going to sign after the careers are done, too. Now, there's a chance that they could sign a lot. Like, you know, Pele has signed quite a bit recently. I would stuff. imagine, though, they won't just – the level of fame and – like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for them to want to sign. Like, yeah, they, it's not and, like they need the money. Yeah, and, like, for Kobe, like, he was very exclusive to Panini as he went on with his career. Like, it was like – they had, like, a really, really big partnership, Kobe and Panini. So, he did – Kobe did sign a lot. and But that was throughout the end of his career. There. It wasn't, like, when he was playing. Like, we don't – other than – I'd say, like, Messi has a, you know, decent amount of autos through Obsidian and stuff. But it's not, like, that much. It's just the on-card is so big. And if they're signing after the career, it might just be the stickers that they had already in stock or something. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm really bullish on on-card autos of the two of them. And I do have one of each that I've saved for a long time. Um, but I'm, I really like them. Was that like one of the main things people were chasing at Dallas? Like the soccer guys that were there, were they going after like on-card auto stuff? Or was no, it more like that's, that's the other thing. Like I don't think that they have their due yet either. Like I grabbed that. I didn't even really get to it. But the Lewandowski Noir auto on-card uh, patch up 25, beautiful looking card. For 450, I mean, he's one of the best soccer players in the world right now. Today, as we're speaking, he's had a half trick in his yeah. game, and it just is crazy to me. Like even guys like that, like if you can't afford the Messi Ronaldo, like why not pick up an on card of him? But here's the thing: they're so hard to find. I could not believe I actually saw that card because I've never even seen a Noir Patch Auto on card of uh, Lewandowski. They're really hard to find from those 2016 years, like the flawless and the Noir, because they only made one set. And I think they're amazing. Yeah, they're beautiful cards. The transitioning topics a little bit. Uh, we saw the Champions League draw come out. What are your thoughts on that? Some really. Saying, um, when do they play? April 6th, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so they play April 6th. Man City and Dortmund, I think, should be a good game. Lots of prospects going there on both sides. Um, Phil Foden for Man City and then Holland, obviously, and Reyna and all the other really big studs on Man City, too. That should be a good one. Then Bayern and PSG is a really a, Well, that's a, a replay of the final from last year, and that was a pretty yeah. good game, too. So. It's, it's pretty big to get that one out of the way right away. I mean, I think a lot of people might have had that as their final if they didn't get slotted against each other, right? That's so, what I was thinking. So that's an interesting one. Um, it's really funny to see FC Porto in there. Like, like looking at that, uh, just like the, you know, the schedule, it's like, that's like one of the logos you just kind of like double take on. Like, holy cow. They're, who are they playing again? I Chelsea. I mean, if they yeah. could beat Juve, I, Chelsea has, hasn't lost under Teichel yet, but they've been playing really well. But Porto yeah. is going to be a tough team to play against, just the yeah. way they set up and stuff. No doubt. And then, no doubt. And then uh, Madrid-Liverpool, which is a replay of 2018's final, too. Liverpool and who? Madrid. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And also, it's kind of funny to see, like, Liverpool playing that when they're struggling in the Premier League, right? Like, because yeah. obviously it's based off of last year's standings. But still, still, uh, you know, they've had a ton of injuries this year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, COVID, basically their whole, their whole back line has been hurt at some point yeah. or other. Yeah, so, I mean, it's tough to compete when you're dealing with that. And then uh, we got one more, right? Who who am I missing? No, that's that's the that's four. It. That's it. Well, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be fun to see. I think last year we saw a lot of action in the card market when the Champions League was going down in like you know fall range. Uh, September is like it was think, August. Uh, it was August. Yeah, August. I meant because they played it all at one time. They, yeah. They tried, you know, they just went to add it, um, try to start it back up, and that was a good time for the card market. I mean, a lot of action on Mbappe and Sir. I remember Serge Gnabry. Got a lot of action. I think it'll be like that with a lot of players if they go off. And you know, usually some of those prospects put up two goals in a game. You well, know what happens. We could see like like Mbappe and Holland prices are and Foden too are high right now. Yeah. It could get really weird if you know Mbappe scores a brace and they go through. Holland scores a hat trick. Yeah. But, well, the interesting thing is it just depends on how many people are looking to buy because the pops on these things are pretty small. You know, if you if you're holding a ten of any one of those guys, you're most likely holding a ten that's only a four to five hundred pop card. Maybe even 100 if you're looking at optic set or something. Yeah. If, if if you're, I mean, the only card that would be higher than that would be the 2018 Prism World Cup in Bappe, which is, you know, maybe closer to 2000, like a Giannis Prism type pop. Um, but even that, I mean, clearly, you know, Prism World Cup, the year he won it, France kid, you know, 18 years old, whatever, That that's a huge one too. So I, I think it could get interesting. I think it'll be interesting because w- when does uh let's let's take this into the next segment when, with the events upcoming. When does the Champions League like uh, finals you know come? At? So April sixth quarterfinals. When do we get to the final final? The final is it's like May like twenty seventh or twenty. It's something right. It's so so last it's week before, of May. It's before the Euro. Yeah, so, the Euro start June eleventh. So you got the Champions League final, and normally when you're talking about a big event like basketball or football, you got to wait forever for the next big event, right, or the season to start. This goes right into Champions League, right into the Euro, where a lot of these players in the Champions League will be playing in the Euro, and I think it's just going to – the momentum just going to keep going. Like, there's you know, there's not going to be a train that just, like, hits the end. You know, it's just going to keep yeah. going. This summer I, it's going to be crazy for soccer cards. I truly believe that. Uh, what about – what about your picks? Who's going to win the Champions League? Who do you have? Mm, 
I, I, I don't remember the bracket and who would get slotted against who, but for some weird feeling, for some weird feeling, I feel like Chelsea might put it all together and do it. I don't wow. know why. Chelsea. I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of other teams I probably think are like better. Like I'm sure Bayern and a PSG, one of those do the team that comes out of that could win it. But uh, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that that team's just gonna play well. <laughs> well, based on form, I would be saying City. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't trust them not to choke in the Champions League. <laughs> They've done it every year under Pep, and I, I don't see why that's not gonna continue. I've been saying for months since PSG hired Pochettino that they would win the Champions League because if he could take that Tottenham team to the yeah. Champions League final, this PSG team is way better than that Tottenham team ever was. Yeah. I think uh, it's hard for me to pick against Mbappe at this point. He's that good. They have Neymar too, Di yeah. Maria, Icardi. They have so much quality on that team. Yeah, and- I mean, I, I like sometimes picking like the the flyer, but I, I, I would personally like – I want PSG to win if – anyone i mean mbappe that'd be so big for the market you know so big for mbappe cards this mailbag sorry we couldn't answer all of your questions we're just doing the interview with aaron uh so pick three questions for this week and the rest will be rolled over into next week's mailbag first question is how do you determine true value on rare cards example messi ronaldo on card autos i don't have much experience in this i'm gonna leave this one more to you you know like this type of market a lot better yeah. than i do yeah, yeah. Well, first thing I would do is check eBay comps. If there's no eBay comps, then it gets more sticky, of course. And that's probably why the question is asked, you know, true value on rare cards. There's no way to know the true value until you put it up for sale and start taking offers and auctions, potentially auctioning it off. But to get the best mindset of value, what I like to do is take the cards that sell more fr- frequently, you know, your PSA 10s possibly of silvers, a base, whatever that is. Look at some multipliers from like, you know, last sale to until now. And if you can find a sale of an on-card auto of Messi Ronaldo from around that previous time period, you might be able to do some value uh, multiplication to see like what it might be around. Um, That's not going to give you a definitive answer for sure, but at least can get you in the mindset of what might it be. And then from there too, the other problem is that you might have like an off five where it just hasn't popped up. I think, I think you just need to do your best to look at what's listed and price it in a realm that makes sense. I think um, the more that you are involved in the sports car market, the more you can get a feel for like what someone would actually pay for something. Um, I remember I put up my Eminence Ronaldo patch out of five, like I think it was like last fall or right before the fall for like six and a half thousand or best offer. And thank goodness no one bought it. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know why I actually put it up for sale. I t- I'd been saying for a while I I didn't want to sell it. I I, I don't remember. It was like right when I was like selling some of my soccer cards, of course, to start FC. And uh, I, I was like, why not just field some offers? I put it up high. It was high at the time. And I think I got some offers in like the 4K range, but I really wanted like five and a half to six to sell it. Um, that card now, there's no way I'm taking less than like 15 to 20K for it. If I were to sell, I'm not even going to sell it, you know? Yeah, I think you hold that for a while. That could get it, really hey high. check this out it, it's match worn real madrid kit patch auto clean auto number not five you, like, you, just can't, you just can't replace that you know like it's irreplaceable that type of card now i was gonna buy the exact same card for messi with the argentina logo patch and i just didn't have the cash flow at the time to pull the triggers 4k and i was gonna do it and i messed up i bought the <laughs> ronaldo a year prior to that for 900 jesus 900 bucks. <laughs> All right, that's a good question. Why are people sleeping on vintage soccer? So I'll take this one. 
Go for it. I got no thoughts. <laughs> so vintage, vintage is interesting for a couple of reasons. Obviously, it's super low pop, and most of it is stickers. And the problem with that is stickers weren't back back when those stickers were being collected. They were put into albums. So now you have people taking them out of albums, but that leads to incredibly damaged backs. These stickers are not kept in good condition at all. And then the other thing with vintage that is kind of holding it back right now, but I think it will change as more people get educated on the sport and its history is a lot of people entering soccer cards or even just that are like soccer fans are modern soccer fans. And they're not, they don't know like guys like Franz Beckenbauer or Jared Muller or guys like that very well. So their stuff, Johan Cruyff is still attainable right now, especially like, the pop counts, like the PSA graded pop counts of like a Cruyff rookie, a Beckenbauer rookie, a Muller rookie, there's all like less than 30 of those total in the pops. So they're super rare, super tough to grade if you can even find them, yet they're still selling for attainable, like semi-attainable prices. Like you could pick up, I think like a PSA two or three of like a Franz Beckenbauer rookie who won – World Cups with Germany, Ballon d'Ors as a defender, one of the greatest players ever for $1,500, $2,000 for like a PSA 2 or 3 of his rookie. It's not going to always be like that. People are going to start to learn the market. And people like as they make money in modern, I think people will look to vintage. It is generally been like historically in sports cards a safer place for money. Like wouldn't you say? That's the thing with me, though. I mean, I'm just gonna piggyback off what you said. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about vintage soccer. I don't know anything about old players. Like, and actually, for myself, like, even if I were to get more involved and think about more, like, I don't even think that I could get into it. I just don't. I'm not attracted to stickers. I'm not attracted to older vintage cards like that. And I think that that goes for a lot of people who are buying modern right now. So I, I'm not saying that vintage can't pop. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that get involved in soccer that do care about it, that do know it, that will buy it. Um, just but the, right now the overall market trend it's like these people buying soccer cards just don't even yeah not even care you know but in vintage's favor it you really don't need many people to get interested no. in it for the pop because it's so so rare yeah you only have a and that's the other thing you have so few sales that happen you know each sale after that there's gonna be so many more people that come into the market between now and the next sale that you know you've seen record sales for like the same cards like five times over probably in the last five months because they sell like once a month maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. Like even someone someone like me who loves soccer, I and I knew about these vintage guys. It took me a while to learn how that market worked and to learn the different stuff to look for. It is really complex because it's all foreign language stuff. There's for like Pele, for example, he's like a bunch of different rookies, all like from around the world. There's all these different random stickers that it's just, it's really complex and it takes a while to learn. Also, so I think there's an education gap there on it too, which is holding it back right now. Yeah. But yeah. And then last question, kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, are you about to see another August soccer spike or will things be different this time? And so I, I laid out this calendar here because it illustrates my point pretty well. So, July is going to be June. Obviously the Euro start is going to be big. July, I think is where we're going to, is where it's going to peak probably maybe in June. Cause you have the Euro and Copa America finals. And then you have the gold cup, which doesn't really matter that much. Um, 
And then August is, I think, where we will see some softening of the market because you have the international competitions hangover. But, like, the new domestic leagues start, but I think the quality of play won't be there at the start as, you know, they're coming back from the international tournaments. That always affects things. But then September, it will start picking up again because you have the UCL coming back, and then you have all the World Cup qualifying starting in September and October. Like, European World Cup qualifying, South American, and American – which I think will be big too, because it's going to be the first competitive games that really count that the U.S. men's national team has played in over a year. At the time, you're going to see, I think, American hype start coming back in too at that point, because I'm sure we'll see some big performances from like Pulisic in a U.S. shirt or McKenney or Adams, guys like that. So I think it's going to be hot June and July, a little pullback in August, and then it's going to pick right back up in September. What do you think? Yeah, you covered it. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. All Not right. much more to add. <laughs> Again, thank you all for uh, submitting your mailbag questions. Sorry couldn't get to all of them. We will get to them in the coming weeks. Thank you, Aaron, uh, for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for watching. As always, DM me with any questions, what you want to see from the show, what you want to see from Slapstocks FC going forward. Thanks for watching, and peace.